Hello and welcome to Harlan First and Monroe Chapel United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew and it's good to have you tuning in with us. Recently this past week we had to make the decision in both churches to take a two-week break uh, due to some COVID cases that were connected to our congregations. And so out of an overabundance of caution we are canceling all activities and gatherings uh, in our churches for a period of two weeks. So right now, the plan is to resume the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We'll see how that plays out. We're still in discussion about what we may do in the future. So, uh, you know, for now, we're off, and we'll see how we respond after the two weeks. <coughs> Today, we're not talking about the Lord's Prayer. We're done with the Lord's Prayer now, and uh, we're, we're going to be talking about where we are as a church. If you're listening to this, on Sunday, the same day I record it, it's November 15th, Consecration Sunday. This is the day traditionally when members of the congregation fill out pledge cards. These pledge, pledge cards are used to indicate how people will support the ministries of the church financially in the new calendar year. This helps us as we set up our budget and plan for the future. In a normal year, we would have the worship service, and you would turn in your pledge cards, we would say a prayer over them, and then they would be counted. The amounts would be counted up while we meet in the fellowship hall for a meal catered by Pizza Ranch. And then I, the pastor, would get the update and then share with you how much was pledged. Now, we already knew that this year was going to be different because we knew that many more people than normal would be mailing in their pledges. Well, now here we are, and we're not able to be in person for Consecration Sunday. And so I'm going to encourage you, if you have received a pledge card in the mail, feel free to go ahead and fill that out and mail it back in to us. That's the safest way to do it. Just mail it in. If you did not receive a pledge card, but you would like one, contact the church office at 755-5172, and you can request a pledge card. And finally, I'd like to say that if you are listening to this podcast, but you do not belong to our church, you are not obligated to fill out a pledge card. And in fact, I would encourage you, rather than giving us money, remember to support your local church that you belong to. I can understand that there are many reasons why people may watch worship services or listen to sermons from churches that they don't belong to, especially nowadays. But I just want you to remember that your church needs your help too. All churches are going through difficult times as all people are going through difficult times. So I just want to encourage you, support the church financially that you belong to. This has been quite a year. It's not quite over yet either. We got about a month and a half left, but this has been quite a year. 2020 seemed like it was going to be just as normal as any other year as for the first two and a half months. We did things like normal. We'd heard about the coronavirus, but it really didn't affect our lives until mid-March when it came to Iowa. And the bishop of the Iowa Conference of the United Methodist Church said that all United Methodist churches in Iowa need to be closed. So we closed down everything, but yet, even so, the ministry didn't stop. Our volunteers and staff have worked hard to adapt as we moved many things online. We quickly realized that if sermons were online, there's no reason the whole worship service couldn't be online. And so many of our worship volunteers came in on Friday mornings to record worship so it could be available by Sunday morning. 
Many of our small groups went online and people learned about software programs they'd never heard about, like Zoom. And uh, we had some small groups meet outside, including UMW circles and Bible studies. Anne in the office has worked hard to keep things going. Uh, Rhonda, our education director, has worked very hard throughout the rest of the last school year and into the summer as she sent mailings to different kids to stay in touch with them and emails. And then in this current school year, as we have been doing MYF in new ways to be safer. She has been doing what she can. We've all been doing what we can. In the summer, we were happy to be able to host the summer feeding program. This wasn't a program that we actually put on. We don't do the work of it. It's another group, but we were able to host it because they saw that our church was located in a great part of town to be able to support those in need. And so for just about every weekday throughout the summer, we were able to host this program that fed hundreds of families every day. The ministry has continued in different ways. Now, towards the end of August, we went back to having in-person worship, but we continue to offer the online services and, of course, the podcasts. And we have found that about 85-86% of our congregation is still engaging in worship in some form, whether it's in-person or virtual. And so that's really good. We're really happy for that. Of course, we wish it was 100%, but we're happy that it's as much as it is. These are trying times, but we continue to do what we can to adapt. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the ways in which you have been generous. Financially, our church is doing pretty well. Pretty much like any other year, with the exception that we were not able to have our fundraisers that we usually have, like the turkey dinner or the envelope fundraiser. And United Methodist Women recently decided to cancel their cookie walk, which is a big fundraiser for their ministries. And so I do want to encourage you, by the way, that if you are able to, no no guilt if you can't, but if you're able to, consider supporting the United Methodist women with whatever amount you would have spent if they had had their cookie walk. And if you have an extra gift that you can give to the church itself, perhaps something that you would have given for the turkey dinner or the, or the uh, envelope fundraiser, feel free to do so. You don't have to. And it's fine if you don't, but I just want to encourage you. But all in all, we are doing really well this year. And I want to thank you for your generosity. So we continue on. But I know we're getting weary. I know it's been eight months now of this pandemic and we are getting weary. We're getting tired of things being canceled. We're getting tired of being told what we can and cannot do. We're getting tired of masks and distancing and the whole thing. I get it. I understand, but this is not the time for us to give up. No, as COVID numbers continue to rise, we must persevere in wearing masks. We must persevere in being careful. This is a season for wearing masks and distancing and refraining from unnecessary gatherings. This is a time for us to persevere, but not to grow lazy or weary in our precautions. I think there's a technical term for it. It's called pandemic fatigue. And I think we all have it. But we must not grow weary at this time. We must persevere. This sermon is called Persevere in Faith. And it's based on a scripture, Romans 12, verses 9 to 21. And so we're talking about persevering in the pandemic, but really what I'm talking about is persevering in our faith. 
We must continue on in our strong faith, our faith in a strong God who is with us in all things. You see, I kind of tend to think that the faith that you have is stronger than you think it is. And I surely believe that God is stronger than many of us assume he may be. And I believe that our faith will carry us through. Our faith will help us to persevere. I believe that our faith is strong enough to continue on and that we are able to practice our faith even when we can't sit in a pew. I think that our faith is strong enough to continue on even when we cannot pack the pews and have a full sanctuary sitting shoulder to shoulder, even when we can't sing along, even when we can't see one another's full faces, or even when we can't even go in our building. I believe that our faith is strong enough that we can persevere and continue to, as it says in Romans 12, to hate what is evil, to love what is good, to have compassion on one another, to get along and live in harmony with others as much as within our power, to continue to do those things. If you read the scripture, Romans 12, 9 to 21, it's filled with all kinds of practical things that we can do to live out the life of Jesus. And I believe that we have the faith and we have the ability to persevere through trials and through sacrifices that have to be made. You know how I know? Because we've done it before. Yes, the congregation of Harlan First United Methodist Church, we've been through this before. We've been through a lot. We've been through times during war when we had to ration supplies for the good of the country. We've been through a pandemic before, back in 1918, when we had to take precautions and sometimes had to refrain from worship. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, Mike, uh, I wasn't there. I don't think any of us hardly were alive back in 1918. If we were, we certainly don't under, don't remember it. And I know that. But you see, this congregation is about so much more than just you and me. It's so much more than just our generations. It's so much more than just those of us who happen to be alive presently. A few weeks ago on All Saints Sunday, I talked about the communion of saints, which is the belief that the church consists not just those of us who are alive now, but all those who've passed on as well. Our congregation consists of all the generations of people, including those of us who are alive now and those of us who've passed on. And so it is true that we, the congregation of the Harlan First United Methodist Church and the congregation of Monroe Chapel, both congregations have been around for a long time, and we have both been through times of rationing and sacrifice. And we can do it again, because guess what? When we have been through these things before, we survived. Our faith carried us through, and we're still here. And we can do the same thing now. We can do the same thing. We can persevere in the midst of trials, persevere when we are asked to give up some of our personal freedoms for the good of the community, as we realize that this pandemic is a communal problem that requires a communal response. Individual responses will not do. We have to work together. We have to sacrifice ourselves for the good of the whole. But that should be okay, because after all, that's what the Christian faith is all about, living for one another and not for ourselves. And so we have to continue to have a strong faith in a strong God, a God who calls us to live for others and to consider others as better than ourselves. 
We are called to have a faith that runs deeper than the outward forms of going to church on Sunday and sitting in a pew and the outward rituals that we are used to. We are called to have a faith that is strong enough that it doesn't have to cling to the idol of normal. No, our faith must be strong enough to carry us through the difficult times as we realize that if we consider the full 2,000 plus year history of the church, we as a church have been through many times that were much harder than what we're going through now and have required much more sacrifice. And I don't say that to downplay what we're going through now, certainly not. But all that to say is that we've been there and we have survived. We, the church, have survived. And if we've survived everything we've gone through before, we can certainly persevere through this season. And so I just want to encourage you, as we are once again back to online only, I want to encourage you to know that we can get through this. We can persevere through our strong faith in a strong God who promises to be with us now and always. Thanks be to God. Amen. God bless and have a great week. Stay safe.